pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polias. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Well, a bit of movie magic tonight on Radio Dub. Coming to you from the past. That's why Pakua suddenly disappeared and appeared on Zoom instead. She hasn't just gone to the next room and got sick of me. Uh, Radio Dub here, our weekly women's football program. Josh Parrish here with Pakua Frimpong. And we're delighted to be joined by Adelaide United superstar Dylan Holmes. Dylan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to get you on, and this week in particular, uh, because Adelaide seemed to have ended the hoodoo finally, finals bound. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're all ecstatic, like so excited, and um, yeah, it's been a really long time coming, so we're just kind of relieved that we finally did it. Well, I feel like, like Josh, we need a little bit more energy about the Adelaide thing, because we were all cautiously optimistic but we were all like please don't let them them be cursed again what was the feeling like in the dressing home Dylan after uh dressing room not home dressing room uh after you guys managed to clinch finals it was amazing like it was you know there have been a few of us that have been there for like five six seven seasons and um we've come close a fair few times but um yeah, it was just like relief and excitement and um, a bit of like energy that, you know, we're not going to be there just to make up numbers. Like, I think we all believe that we can really give it a good crack and, and give, you know, the Sydney and Melbourne teams a run for their money. So, yeah, we're excited. It was an emphatic victory as well. Uh, yourself and Fiona Verts up front have uh, created that sort of seamless connection. Uh, tell us about playing with her this season. And uh, I mean, she's just bagged so many goals. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, she's flying at the moment. I'm so happy for her. Um, I think last year she had a bit of a difficult season with, um, she actually had some visa requirements where she was doing some um, like farm work during the day. So there were times she'd come to training and she'd just be so exhausted. Um, but this year, um, you know, she's had a really good preseason. She's looking fit and strong. And, and every week she's just looking more and more confident. And I think her in front of goal is, is terrifying for opposition teams because she's just so clinical. Um, you know, she's so fun to play with. At what point during the season did you guys really think that finals was like a realistic option? Or was it kind of like you always like thought at this, during preseason, you're like, oh, I f- we feel pretty good about making finals this year? Yeah, well, I wasn't actually here until I think three games into the season. Mm. Um, so I'm not really sure what the vibe was like through preseason. But I think for me, I kind of felt like we had a good chance after we beat. I think we had a run of three games where we beat um, Wellington, Western Sydney and Newcastle all in a row with no goals conceded or something like that. And that was at that point, I was like, OK, like we're we're beating the teams we need to beat. We're being pretty strong defensively. Like, I think we have a pretty good shot at this. Um, But I think it was just making sure we won the games that we were expected to win against the teams below us. Like, we couldn't afford to drop points against those teams. And luckily, um, we pretty much haven't. So it's been really good. Well, big turnaround coinciding with your arrival, Dylan. I don't know how much credit you want to take for it. But going from shipping five (laughs) against victory in round one to beating them 3-0 on the weekend, that's, uh, that's a significant progression. Yeah, I think that's the really cool thing about this group is that every week 
we've gotten better and better and more comfortable with each other. And, um, and I think it's a credit to the girls and the coaching staff for, you know, not dropping our heads after those first couple of games and, and picking ourselves back up and getting to this point now where we're, you know, ahead of Melbourne victory on the table after losing to them like five, one in the first round. So um, yeah, it's been a really cool turnaround and yeah, I'm really like proud to be a part of it. I will say on that five, one loss to victory, I think that's a deceiving scoreline. Cause I think me and you spoke about it, Josh, where I was like, they actually played decently well. I think that mm. victory are just maybe well got lucky on that day, but I think that that's a very deceiving scoreline. Now in terms of the finals, what's the like what's like there's what changes in a club heading to finals like do do you guys do stuff differently or do you try to keep it like really really the same I think for us like it's kind of on like it's great that we've like qualified but now it's a bit on the back burner because we're playing like we still have one more regular season game to go against a team that's going to be in the finals as well so um it's a bit of an interesting like um I guess preparation because you know, you want to play a strong team, but depending on how Melbourne City does tonight, we might be locked in at third going into mm. this weekend anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm really not sure how the coaching staff is going to approach it, but um, and it's a unique position for us to be in. Like, I've never experienced this before. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, I just want to give everything in those games and, and just keep winning and keep the momentum going. Oh, what, what a luxury to be in that position this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rather than stressing <laughs> on the goal difference uh, like oh, previous campaigns. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <Must> <laughs> that was terrible. That uh, was terrible. I mean, it must be such a turnaround in morale and, and so forth from last season where you missed out. You were so, so close. And to make it this time must be such a relief. Yeah, it really is. And I think, I think it almost would have been more frustrating if we didn't make it this year just because I think we all learned a lot from last year and – I think going into this season and going into games, like the mentality we have this year compared to last year is a little bit more ruthless, I'd say. Like we're not, Mm. I think when we play away games, normally that's been tough for us, but this year we've been winning on the road, which um, I think is a good sign and, you know, seeing out leads and um, yeah. So I think last year was tough, but I think, yeah, we learned a lot and I think we've used that to our advantage this year. You're also a player who's you know, you played in the A-League Women's and formerly the W League essentially throughout your whole career. And you've, you've you know, had trips abroad and stuff like that. What's something that you miss about playing at home and what's something you love when you play, you know, overseas? Ooh. I like I've only ever played in Adelaide in the W League, but I love the I love the vibe playing at Adelaide. Like, you know, whether it's at Martin or at Cooper's, like such a family friendly atmosphere, like the supporters really get behind us and every year it just gets better and better. Um, and the club has really kind of, um, every year, um, treated us even better and better. So, you know, I, when I'm playing abroad, like Adelaide will always be my hometown team and the team that I like love playing for. Um, so yeah, I think that sense of like community and family feel I would miss playing abroad before we started you did say that Adelaide's a great city you just got to know places to go in Adelaide for us you know east coast people living our best lives in Melbourne and Sydney Queensland you know they exist they exist (laughs) they're at the beach they're the beach they got the beach it doesn't matter yeah what is it to do in Adelaide that makes Adelaide a good city 
Adelaide is just, there's a bit of everything. I think the beaches are nice. You have the beaches right near the city, which are really mm. nice. But then you also have the southern beaches, which are a bit more of like the surfing kind of beaches. Um, you have two or three different wine regions right around the city. So there's so many good restaurants and wineries. And um, it's just such a foodie little place. And, you know, there's always the, the city of festivals or whatever. So there's there's normally stuff going on. And I think... If you don't know where to go, like it's definitely going to be boring. But if you do and you've been in Adelaide for a while or know somebody that has been like there's. Yeah, it's a really cool little place. I love Adelaide. Okay. You speak. Mm. I don't know if you convinced me, Josh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll drive through and I'll be like, ah, you know what? That looks all right. I'll see. I'll see. Yeah. No, I think you got to give it a shot. <laughs> so uh, speaking about the family friendly atmosphere and, and the welcoming atmosphere, I think we saw at this weekend in particular with the the pride round i mean what did it mean for you to to participate in that yeah that was like i'm really honored that i got to be a part of that game um and i think it's a long time coming Mm. um and i think the way adelaide united handled it um you know not just the day itself but the lead up and the media and and everything surrounding it i think they did really well and really graciously and um yeah, I think overall it, it was a fantastic day and the fact that we won and the boys won after us, it was just, yeah, it was pretty perfect in the end. And I hope that, you know, other clubs can kind of take notice and, and maybe try and implement similar things in the future. But um, I think it was a great, I guess, first step for Adelaide United to, to put on that pride game. I mean... Josh Cavallo has got so much press this year and, and rightly so. Uh, he's been so brave in what he's done being the first. Uh, but uh, we can't ignore the fact that um, the W League or the A-League women has had out and proud players for years and years and years and has been a real forerunner in that regard in Australian sport. Yeah, I think you know, it's been an interesting week with um, kind of the discussions around that because I think, you know, in my experience and um, – the experience of my friends and my teammates, we've always felt like women's football has been a safe space mm. and um, it's been a very inclusive environment and those differences have always been celebrated. And um, I think with Josh coming out, it's kind of put a light on the different, I guess, landscapes that each, I guess, team is facing. And um, yeah, I think it just shows that there's still a long way to go on the men's side, but um, yeah, it's really been interesting actually to kind of see those differences, but it was really nice to come together on that day on um, Saturday and kind of celebrate it. Um, so, yeah. I think it's amazing. Like, I think the men's football has got a lot to learn from women's football. You know, I'm just, uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. <laughs> women's football anyway, where they're great athletes and deserves a lot more praise. Um, this season, we, they, there was a lack of discussion if, with, like, your Adelaide teammates about, you know, players having to work in McDonald's and also being a professional footballer. What was that like to to hear, like, the conversation around it and what was the discussions like within your own team? Yeah, that's been another interesting thing because, again, that's not an issue that's new. Um, mm. I think that's always been the case. Um and to be honest, right now, it's probably been as good as it's ever been in terms of, um, you know, the resources that were, were given and like payment and that sort of stuff. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, Fiona can score five goals in a game on a Sunday in Brisbane and then, you know, straight back to McDonald's on Monday morning. Like, I'm glad that that 
story got the reaction it did um, because, you know, she's in like the high like of her career right now and she should be given the platform to be able to focus solely on football. Um, and at the moment in Australia, that's just not the case. So um, it's frustrating for all of us. And for me to see that story, like mm. it was frustrating because you know, if this was full time, we would all 100% want to do it full time. Um, but for now, it's just not the case. So, um, yeah, I think it's amazing that she's doing as well as she is in an environment that isn't full time. Like it's a huge credit to her to be able to do everything she's doing. I will say we are fans of Extend the Season. We believe yeah. in it. We are strong. Me and Josh, strong part. We respect it a lot. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need more games of the A-League women's. I, it's great. Yeah. great. Um, stuff like that, but yeah, Josh, we, I did interrupt you. I saw you. I, I was, I was just going to say, um, you know, at least on the on the bright side, uh, Fiona doesn't have to do the farm work anymore. So you know, that's it. Yeah, I think she would choose McDonald's every time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to ask though, Fiona's a, like a, a genius mathematician, is what I got out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Is she like playing like you know doing these like maths like jokes like you know I don't know what these quizzes are that maths magicians do doing the I geometry barely, in her head exactly yeah. I can barely count to ten half the time so like is she just like the smartest person in the team you're like oh, don't what, what are the other hidden talents among the uh, exactly. the Adelaide United playing Ooh. group yeah well yeah Fiona is like an insane mathematician which to be honest like I didn't actually know until like she told me just because you know. She's not going to whip out math. I don't know. It's a bit yeah. of a lame thing. <laughs> well, the scores in football are very easy to keep track of. Very you know, one exactly, nil, two yeah. nil. There's, yeah, there's not a lot of opportunity for her to whip that out. Um, but, you know, we also have Izzy Hodgson, who's like an incredible performer. Um, she grew up doing like musical theater and singing. And um, yeah, so she's like incredibly talented off the field. Um, trying to think of anyone else. Those are the two like big ones that I, I can think the of right now. Talent, though. I respect that. That's that's takes a lot of dedication. Yeah. And that, and that might come out from time to time on on away trips and things, right? Yeah, exactly. Like her initiation performances are like they would be pretty good. And um, yeah, no, I think yeah, with Izzy, like I grew up playing with her, and so she's always kind of dedicated, like given herself the space to do both which i think is really cool because she is like so talented in both areas Uh, so yeah i think it's cool that she can do that do you have any like hidden talents like is there a trick that you can do or like the you know we might see from dylan holmes in or a hobby off the pitch that we didn't know exactly oh no i mean pretty busy balancing both top level football yeah (laughs) Yeah. And especially like last year being in Sweden, like it was just so full time that, um, mm. yeah, no, I'm a bit boring. I don't really have any hidden talents. I'm afraid. No, maybe, um, you know, maybe your hidden talent could be the next business idea for you is setting up a tour venture in Adelaide where you show people where they're supposed to go in Adelaide. Yeah, I think so. Show interstaters, stubborn interstaters who yeah. don't believe that Adelaide is a good place yeah. to be. Yeah. Okay, Maybe. done. I'm on it. That's it. That's it. You've got it. Well, <laughs> I, I object like to the that. remark uh, that, that you're boring because uh, I you've, you've got actually it. a very interesting upbringing and family history. I mean, listening to your accent, a lot of people would assume you're another one of these American imports that have uh, come just to play in the A-League women's, but you've lived here since you were 10? Yeah. Yeah. No, one of the commentators apparently was calling me American on the weekend. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm definitely Australian, but, you know, I guess 
I am a bit American as well. But yeah, um, I just can't shake the accent. I don't really know well, what to don't do. Under, don't undersell yourself. You're also Brazilian as well. Let's let yeah. people know you're also Brazilian. Yeah, t- tell people yeah. who don't know the, the, the story. Okay. Including so us. My dad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. My dad worked in, um, he was a mining engineer. And um, so we spent a bit of time in South America through my childhood. And I was born in Brazil. And I've um, also lived in Santiago, Chile, and in Southern Peru as well. And then we spent some time in the States. Um, he's English. So we spent a little bit of time in the UK um, when I was a kid. And then ended up in Adelaide and have been there been here ever since so that whole map to Adelaide I don't know if anybody would have picked it like if you were doing a quiz I don't think anybody would be like ah oh, guys they were it's a fairly circuitous yeah. route to take yeah. to Adelaide yeah yeah and it's funny because some of the places we could have ended up like Adelaide is definitely we hit the jackpot I think um yeah, so, right. yeah we're feeling pretty lucky okay you know what she's convincing me as a as we're going on Josh I'm like maybe Adelaide I'm I think you should give it a chance. Yeah. I, like, I'm not a, I don't like beaches, one, because I can't swim, and two, I hate sand. So the <laughs> yeah, beaches aspect might not be it for me. But no. if they've got good food places, I might. Really good it. food. Mm. Might really good food. Yeah, very foody little place. I like it. Well, mm. Let's talk about your, your national team aspirations. Uh, you've been in camps and so forth for the Matildas. You've been on the fringes of it. Um, and you've been overseas, of course, to play in Scandinavia, pushed yourself in that regard. Um, with a Women's World Cup coming up next year, uh, that must be the, the priority for you to try and get in the squad. Yeah, I think that World Cup is like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I think, you know, I at this point, I have nothing to lose by giving it a shot. Um, so I think my next year and a half will be kind of trying to do everything I can to put myself in the best position to to crack into that squad but um yeah it was a really cool experience getting my first cap last year and um yeah it kind of showed me like what it takes to be at that level and um yeah it was really eye-opening for me and yeah um I loved it I had a really great time in terms of like making that next jump to be a more like permanent member and consistent member of the Matilda squad what kind of what in terms of your football do you think you might need to like tweaking just get a little bit better just so it's you know it's hard for them to say no we need to have Dylan in the team yeah maybe maybe um I think it was hard last year I didn't get a lot of game time so right now like coming into the season I was a bit underdone um so I think just getting that like kind of physical resilience I guess like being able to really run out games and um, and really dictate things from the start to the finish. Um, that's kind of been the aim for me coming back. Um, so it's been nice to have so many games in like a really short period to kind of get that really quickly. Um, but I think for me, that's the next step is to to be more, I guess, imposing and, and physically able to to kind of keep that level through a whole game. What's the difference in, in level like between here and, and Sweden, was it, where you were? Yeah. yeah in um, terms of professionalism, in terms of standard, et cetera. Yeah, it was, I was really lucky. I ended up at one of like the best club in Sweden in terms of the the resources they give their women's team and the facilities and everything. Like, um, like I was, I mean, I was playing full time. Like, you know, I'd go to the training center, I'd get breakfast, we'd train, then we'd get lunch and then we'd have meetings or gym or whatever. Like it was, it was a job. Like it was, the professionalism was incredible. I felt like a full time footballer. Um, so I think 
you know, and that was probably the best environment in Sweden. But overall, the fact that they have a full, um, full season, you know, 22 games plus cup. And then if your team's in the Champions League, you have Champions League as well. Like, um, I think the A-League Women's has a long way to go to get to that kind of point where um, teams are playing, you know, at least 20 games a year. Um, I think that's where it needs to be. Um, so for me, Sweden was a really amazing kind of insight into what it's like to be a full-time footballer. It was really cool. In terms of like after this season with Adelaide, what's your plans for the rest? Or do you know, have you not established what you're going to do after the rest of the season? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't really established what I'm going to do. Um, I think the one thing I do know is that I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Um, I don't know for how long, but um, it's been a bit of a crazy year and a half. So I'm looking forward to having a few weeks of um, away from football a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm looking into my options and potentially looking for something in Europe in the middle of the year. So the European summer, but again, like, you know, last year's move to Sweden happened so quickly and kind of out of the blue that I'm being pretty open-minded about it. So I'm really not sure what's going to happen. There you go. Dylan Holmes open to off season offers, yeah. <laughs> but you've got an important, important finals campaign to come before then. Uh, best of luck with it. Uh, you've got a number of, quality teams that you, you could face the final permutations are still being uh de- still being decided uh, who do you see as as the team to beat you know you've played them all this season which is which is the team that you think poses the biggest challenge to the title we haven't actually played sydney fc oh, yet, my mistake. So i'm okay. really yeah Gosh, we haven't please, been, look at the schedule of course they, they didn't yes. leave new south <laughs> wales all year that's right no I, yeah that's it um so we haven't actually played them so i'm really curious i mean they've obviously been amazing through this whole year um but i always feel like you never quite know what Mm. it seems like until you're kind of out there playing against them so i'm excited to see um to see us up against them and and kind of see where we're at and um but yeah i'd say i guess sydney probably um i think they've been pretty consistent through the whole year and yeah a lot of experience behind them so they'll be they'll be tough I'm too, you know what, Josh, I was like, I, I'm on that Sydney. I, I think Sydney are the team to beat, but I was so hoping Melbourne City would finish top of the table. Well, just, just so, so we could have, have the home final. grand final here in absolutely, Melbourne. Josh, uh, absolutely, Josh, selfish. That's all I wanted. I wanted the home grand final. Come on. Yeah. It would have been fantastic. Wait, so does it not work out that the winner of the 1v2 game hosts the grand final or is it just yeah. whoever wins the minor? Yeah. I was I was just, you know, looking ahead thinking. You oh, wanted the home city semifinal as well. Final. Right? Oh, yeah. I wanted to, okay. Know, yeah. Victory in, victory in City, you know, unlucky. It's okay. It's fine. I'll watch it on TV. It's okay. I'll be okay. Not the same as being there, unfortunately. Not the same. One, one of your teammates no. we, we haven't spoken about is Chelsea Dorber, who's exploded onto the scene this year. What is it, 10 goals she's scored? It's been an yeah. incredible improvement from her. Um, you know, rapid down the wing. She's always a, a good target for a pass when she's she's making runs like that. Yeah. No, she's one that if I see her in space out on the wing, like I'm just trying to get the ball to her because I know how, like, deadly she is in front of goal and how good she is in one-on-one situations but I've played with Chelsea for a really long time so it's um you know I've seen seen her kind of grow up a little Mm -hmm. bit over the last like five ten years and um yeah for me like she has so much potential and so much talent so it's really awesome to see her like um I guess performing so well and so consistently I think she's always had 
you know, a few issues with injuries that have kind of, um, it's been tough for her to kind of find that, that rhythm. And I think this year she's found it and it's, she's just doing such an amazing job for us. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy for her and, um, you know, her and Fiona up there, it's, it's a dream to play with them. Like they're both so good. So, um, yeah, it's happy days for me in the midfield. I was also very impressed with you, with your coach when you were down here speaks very well. And, you know, he's a young coach as well. He's, he's developing and, um, this group strikes me as a team that is, is quite well drilled and, and quite disciplined. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's been with us, like he was Ivan's assistant for, um, two years. Mm. Um, so he knew a lot about us before he took the role over. And, um, I think the great thing about Adrian is that he is so open to learning and improving. Like he's not the kind of coach that's set in his ways mm. or, you know, his way or the highway kind of guy. Like he, He's very reflective and um, is always looking for ways that he can get better, like not just us, but himself too. So I think that creates an environment where, um, you know, everybody is looking to improve and, and wants more. Like we're, you know, we're so excited we made finals. But the first thing he said to us is like, you know, we're not here to just make numbers. Like we we can win this thing. Like we we can beat any team on any day. Um, so, yeah, he's been great. I'm, I really enjoy playing for him. And um yeah, I'm really happy for him that, you know, we've kind of gotten that success for him. Um, so it's been really nice. Adrian gives Adrian Center gives off like a real cool teacher vibe, you know? Like if you were high school, he's <laughs> like your high school, like cool humanities kind of vibe. Like he's got yeah. a solid, you know, it won't be like, you know, it won't be like too strict, but if we're having if we're doing work, we're doing work, but we can all you can all we can all take it, have a good time. I, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like he does, he you can definitely tell that he is a high school teacher. But um, yeah, no, he's he's funny. He, like his pregame um, chats, like we always make fun of him because he gives us these like quotes from famous people. And I think one game last year, I'll never forget this. It was a quote from like the Pope or something. Oh, like okay. in our pregame. Yeah, it was the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> but like stuff like that and you're like okay like you're a teacher (laughs) (laughs) i i I like i like that i've got that's that's i've not heard that before but Mm. is he like is he writing quotes on the board like like is that okay okay yeah so we get a quote every week from some like somewhere he's seen something um yeah or heard something or read something we got one from this like 19th century italian book that he read as a kid i don't know i don't know where he gets his inspiration from but like a lot i love it i like i think it's great and every week they're like so fitting to like what like the position that we're in and like the mindset that we need so like i think it's it's so, yeah it's funny but it's it's good so anybody watching listening um if you, hallmark of being a great coach great quotes from the 19th went to um 19th century or, or whenever yeah hallmark Italian literature yeah what can i say well dylan you've certainly provided us with some inspirational words tonight we really appreciate your time and uh, we wish you best of luck in the finals campaign adelaide the feel-good story of the season and you fully deserved it oh thank you so much yeah no thanks for having me we'll take a break here on radio dub come back with more